This is Markin Out Out. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another weekly edition of Mark Now Presents The Wednesday Night Wars, the ongoing saga for Wednesday Night Supremacy between All Elite Wrestling Dynamite and WWE's NXT. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this on the Marking Out Podcasting Network. Uh, you can rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, all of your major podcasting applications, and give us five stars. Rate, review, and subscribe, as they like to say. Facebook.com slash marking out, Twitter.com slash marking out, YouTube and Instagram.com slash marking out 11, and you can email us at marking out one at gmail.com. We have merchandise at prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out. Uh, appreciate all the people that scooped it up during the, you know, March Madness, which is now over, and we're in March. So, huzzah to that. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Dave is not with us this evening, but you can follow him at DaveTheRave underscore MO. And the social influencer himself, uh, he is described as the fourth best thing about marking out, but in our hearts we know he's number one. Brandon, you can follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. That is fantastic to hear, and I'm so glad you're socially influencing all these people. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm doing spectacular. A little sore throat, but uh, you know, a little uh, hot toddy action never uh, never hurt anybody, so cheers to that. <laughs> Wouldn't that hurt your throat more? No, apparently they say whiskey uh, is supposed to do good things for your throat and for your sinuses and stuff like that. So, <laughs> And a little uh, I Love Lemon Tea, a little bit of mint in there too. Ranky. Let's start off with pro wrestling. <laughs> But, no. um, no, I don't even know what you're talking about. You said, I love lemon tea, but it's like, I love Lucy. I said, Ranky. Oh, who's Lucy? Whatever. Uh, yeah. Every, dude, every time, I swear to God, every time I hear the name Lucy, I can't hear it without without thinking, who's Lucy? Yeah. I, yeah. And I went back to try to find a clip of Heath Slater saying, who's Lucy? But I can't find it. You can probably find it on the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast uh, YouTube channel. They probably have that clip up. I went there and searched. I did not find it, but... Uh, I bet you uh, if you tweet at them. Yeah, then, then, them, then, then, then they'll tweet me back, say, oh, you don't listen to the show. I know. Well, <laughs> well you don't. You should. It's spectacular. I like the vlogs. I, I fell off on the podcast, but uh, I, I do like... The podcast yep. when I listen to it. But that's the great thing about that podcast is they're so like, you know, they have what almost 75,000 subscribers on their YouTube channel, which is insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, Matt and Brian are great. Yeah, spectacular people. Um, and on, let's just jump the bridge off of, uh, you know, WWE Talk and how great that podcast is. Let's talk about how great AEW Revolution was. Um, I think it's one that, and right now NXT Takeover Portland are my two standout events of the uh, of the year so far. I know it's a very young year of, of the uh, of the two months of the two months, but these uh, it, this ruled. This was spectacular. I don't have to, we don't have to talk about the dark match because it was on dark, so you can watch it on YouTube. Was that was literally the only oh well the that okay the dark match. See, I didn't know the dark match existed. 
Ah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a thing. But I don't think that that didn't air on the buy-in, right? No, it aired on the YouTube channel. It's going to air on Tuesday or whenever Friday, nope, whenever it, they it, put it up. Now, I think they no, it was on Tuesday because I, I feel like I watched it. Okay, so okay. I did watch the only match that I fully watched was the the buy-in dark match, not dark match, pre-show match. Oh, okay. Um. Hmm. Anyway, let's just start, you, you. I lost my train of thought here. Anyway, let's start with the pre-show, the buy-in. The Dark Order picks up a suspected, and you could have expected this coming, victory over SCU. However, the bigger story was after the match with the Dark Order and their creepers beating down uh, SCU, which then leads to the debuting, well, you could say it's second time, but debuting in-ring debut of Cole Cabana, which official I... Debut. Official. Yep. After, officially all elite. He's signed with AEW. Yep. It, uh, Tony Khan announced it uh, at the his press conference afterwards. Cole Cabana is all in. He's going to have a, a role on TV. He's going to have a role backstage. He's going to have a role in the commentary table. So, great. Now, you could say ace up the sleeve of AEW because this guy's a, one of my favorites of all time. And the fact You're that the now reason he gets, why I do a podcast. <laughs> I, no offense. And it's the truth. Yeah. No, well, it is. You, the, yeah. It is the truth for me. Um, and now that this guy's going to be on national TV and get to be Colt Cabana on national TV, it's fantastic. So stoked about this. The highlight of my my uh, existing with Colt Cabana was watching him versus Dave wrestle after a show. Oh, I missed and that. Dave, he, well, yeah, it was. Uh, it was like maybe 2009, and it was me, Silva. Cabana and Dave and Silva was telling Cabana that like he's like oh Dave wrestled in in college and Cabana like right away goes to shoot take Dave down and Dave stopped it and I was like oh <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh he thought he was gonna take you down and uh, Bam roasted didn't yep that allegedly happened folks no that uh that, not, not allegedly that one hundred and ten percent happened all right. But cool for Cole Cabana to be there. Uh, then Christopher Daniels comes out thinking that he's going to be the exalted one. He's not. Christopher Daniels coming out dressed as the higher power. Pal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the only way and he could do it. I don't think. But you put him underneath so. the mask too. Um. I... See that? I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't think you have to necessarily have a higher power tease like that or an exalted one tease like Well I think they like all expected it, that's the thing. But now after the free delete the delete thing and whatnot, it's like And and that's also I don't I I still don't think Matt Hardy could be the exalted one. Why is he calling the Bucks of youth if if they're feuding with the Dark Order? I don't know. So that doesn't quite make sense. I, I think it, it it's more so probably would probably lead more towards uh, Lance Archer. Okay, now we'll talk about Lance Archer when we get to AEW. Well, Dynamite. What the heck? What? <laughs> oh, it's like what the heck? Because I, if you, I've, I'm like, I can't wait to hear what what you have to say about Lance Archer. Yeah, no. Let's uh, let's get on to Revolution. First match, Jake Hager picks up the win over Dustin Rhodes via submission. Um, he is now undefeated in both MMA and in AEW. And this is his first match, which I, I, I'm uh, astounded with. Astounded with. Which I, I know a lot of people were 
praising this match to like the highest of highs. Yeah, I thought it was good. But then you had those who were saying this could just be a, a match on main event, which it has been a match on main event. But now and the I show... think I I feel like AEW fans do sort of watch wrestling with blinders on. Why do you say that? Because like they're like I feel like there's absolutely nothing that AEW could do that they wouldn't say is great. Bleep, pal. No, oh, I don't know. You're you're. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I can't knock this. I didn't see this match. I I only saw clips of a few matches. Yes, I saw this. I liked it. Uh, next up, this match I really liked a lot is Darby Allen picked up the victory over Sammy Guevara. Short match, but it told a nice story. Um, how much these guys hate each other and how much they're willing to put on the line to destroy each other. Sammy Guevara doing a 630 through a table on the outside was ridiculous. I saw that clip, and, and Sammy ends up turning, I think, because the table breaks. Yeah. I thought it was like a really cool-looking... Was it 630 or 450? I think 630. It was 450. No, it was 630. Uh, 6.30, he lands on the... His back. Oh, okay, right. Okay, that, that's why I was thinking 4.50, because he lands on his stomach, because of the table... Yeah. I thought it was a really cool-looking move. Yeah, it, no, it Because was. of the, the, the table... I'm sure it wasn't supposed to look like that, but I thought it ended up looking really cool. Yeah, totally. Um, Do you think this match should have been longer than five nah. minutes, as opposed to Hager and Rhodes that went 14 minutes? No, not at all. Because this match got got everything that they needed to do in in that five minutes, you know it was a it was a it's a blood feud kind of spot fest like match. They both got their stuff in, you know. They tell it was it was a car crash, as then they went the technical side in the ring. I thought it was really well done for the. It was the shortest match of the card. Right was so, was that uh, the table spot was was during the match then? No, that's correct. Or? It was no hold barred match. Oh, okay. But because that doesn't reflect on the Wikipedia page, pal. <laughs> um, next up, the unlikely duo of Kenny Omega and Adam Page defeated the Young Bucks in what J. I'm jumping ahead, but what Jr. said on Dynamite was one of the best tag. It was the best tag team match he's ever called in his career, which I find that to be such BS. <laughs> oh wow, See? dude! A lot of people were saying this was like. The best match they have ever seen. It or wasn't the best, the best tag match, team match I've ever seen, dude. I've, I've watched. I, I maybe watched this match. Is was the longest match on the the card. It's thirty minutes. I watched the highlights that were like maybe fifteen minutes long. So it was like I don't know what it took out, but from what I saw, it was a standard Young Bucks match where nobody the ref there was no rules. The referee wasn't counting them out. They weren't. They were all in the ring at the same time over and over again. Kenny Omega, the, the Young Bucks, which I like this spot. The Young Bucks hit him with the, the double V trigger. Mm-hmm. Hops back up as if he's Ultimate Warrior wrestling Triple H at WrestleMania. <laughs> nice reference. What? In like, what world is that? And and everybody talks about all these false finishes and, and stuff with wrestling. And, and like, and hulking up and stuff. In, in the 80s and, and early 90s, you had Hogan and Warrior doing like the Hulk up kind of gimmick. In, in, like, later years, who else did that? Undertaker and Kane. That's about it. it now, the whole company does it. Because wrestling's dead, Brandon. I'm not saying it's dead, but... <laughs> no, I understand. 
I, but to say this is the best tag team match of all time, I'm like instantly you can name other matches that were better. I'm sure. I mean, yeah, you, you can. I mean, I'm and I've said this publicly. I'm not a Young Bucks fan. Like Kenny Omega's hit and miss for me. I like what they're doing with that Adam Page. So it's just like this match just didn't appeal to me. I'm like, all right, cool. It's gonna be a spot fest. You know? Which I'm glad you said, by the way. I think of the 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 footage I've seen uh, of the four men, and I wasn't. I'm not really a huge Adam Page guy, but of the the footage I saw, I think he shined the absolute most in this. And clip. I think that's what they want to do. And I was it was funny because I was listening to uh, Busted Open the other day, and Bully Ray made a great point. He goes, "Now you're starting to see the fans get on Adam Page and get on his side." Because he's got that cool I mean, factor. Like, the fact that they didn't give him the title was smart because then they can build him down to build him back up to get all this, like, great baby face, uh, you know, cheer for him. And what's kind of uh, weird is that if they did this angle in WWE, what would they say? I don't know. Stone Cold. Bah, they're doing Stone Cold again. <laughs> he goes around drinking beer. Bah, they're doing Stone Cold again. Where'd that voice come from? I don't know. I'm trying. I think it's Tony Clifton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tony Clifton. I deserve to be here. So. All right. Next up after this, um, I'm kind of sad about this, uh, but expected. Yeah, Nyla Rose. To, you had to know. Yeah, Nyla Rose picked up the win over Chris Statlander. Um, bummed about it because I'm a big Chris Statlander fan. Brother, the next champion should be Hikaru Shida. No. But I think they're building up Big Swole a lot more than Shida. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, she got that. Uh, she got the rub this week. Um, next up, which was a very bloody match, MJF picks up the victory over Cody due to the interference of the hottest thing in professional wrestling right now, Cody's neck tattoo. That's Wait. what that's what they're saying. That's what all the experts are saying. That neck tattoo cost uh, Cody Rhodes the match. That's 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 not uh, legit, right? That's it was nobody's okay. I had because, you know, honestly, yeah. you had the guy from UFC blaming uh, his his loss on his entrance gear. Ah, uh, that was boxing. Boxing. Sorry, Dan's still upset about that. And uh, the bald guy from from UFC was like, Tyson "Oh, we Perry. don't do that in my company." No, oh, yeah. the bald guy, uh, Dana, whatever. Well, that's not Dana Carvey. <laughs> Dana White. Yeah, Dana White. <laughs> we don't uh we don't uh, have entrance gear, pal. Well, but yeah, no, this is a blood feud match and I I'm so happy that the uh, MJF picked up the victory here. And it uh will probably continue. Good. I like by the way, first of all, Arn taking that bump was was decent. Yeah. Everybody got involved here. Wardlow got involved. Brandy Rhodes got involved. Arn Anderson got involved. But eventually, the ring. The ring play, paid the price for Cody Rhodes as he got knocked upside the head by it. Yeah, the dynamite diamond ring. Yeah. So, it's you're doing this stuff with MJF, using that ring still, using it as part of the gimmick. It's great. And this, this feud continues on. Next up, yeah. uh, my personal favorite match of the night. Pac picked up the victory over Orange Cassidy. Um, but I saw a lot of people after this match saying, I get it now. All those people. I, that, I still don't. I don't. Yeah, I know you don't, but I thought I, it was great. I, and I, thought back he, and, I texted back and forth with the, the mutual. <laughs> Who's the mutual? <laughs> Silva. Okay. I, I, I still I don't. Why, why are you calling him mutual? Because I saw you had liked his post saying he gets it. 
I've gotten it for a really long time. It's great. But, but it shows I, see, you, like... That, but, like, but that's like, the whole thing is that, like, I, I, I don't understand why people are into it as much as they are. Like, to me, it's literally just a Joey Ryan penis spot. No, it's not. It 100% is. No, because you actually saw him work and do oh, stuff. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. He hit the I'm Superman not, punch hold better on, than on, Roman on, Reigns hit the Superman punch. I'm I'm not saying that Orange Cassidy is not a good wrestler. I have seen him pull out actual moves. I've Even like while he was doing this gimmick, when he did the stuff with uh, with Priscilla Kelly, that was good. Fef, rewind the, the tape all the way back to 2008, nine. When he was actually just like freshly squeezed orange Cassidy walking around to the ring with the Tropicana orange juice, drinking it, whatever. He was a worker. He could work. I'm not taking that away. But this gimmick, I just don't understand the gimmick at all. I don't, I, I don't understand why it's like appealing to people. To me, it's the equivalent of a penis spot. I think it's hilarious. As I said, and what did I say? What did I say? What did I say? What did I say? At the end of 2019, you're going to have a lot more of these characters coming to professional wrestling. This is one of those characters, and now you're going to start seeing more people try to copy this and kind of imitate this. Um, It's bizarre. Like to me, it's like everybody. Like they are marking out over Orange Cassidy as if he's Hulk Hogan, but he's got the gimmick of a bushwhacker. Doesn't have the gimmick of a bushwhacker. If, if he started licking people, people would be like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing I ever watched. Too much energy to lick people, bro. Come on. <laughs> He's got too much. Yeah, no, no, no. I, no. If he, no, if he started licking people, people would be like, lick me, please lick me. I got licked by freshly squeezed. Can <laughs> you imagine that shirt? <laughs> yeah, I actually, I probably, <laughs> probably could imagine that shirt. Yeah. No, but, now it's gonna happen. I mean, happen. he had the biggest, the biggest pop of one of those dynamite episodes, or I don't know if it was on. No, I think it was dynamite where they pan over. He's in the bathroom just chilling. Yes, I remember. That was that. the biggest pop of the night. It was really funny. Pac, though, uh, kudos to him for for working the same style in in some points as Orange Cassidy's current gimmick. Yeah, and then you saw the uh, interference by the Lucha Brothers, so that's setting up something big for uh, AEW uh, Dynamite. Um, and last but not least, we have a new AEW World Heavyweight Champion, and that is being John Moxley as he defeated Chris Jericho. Uh, Chris Jericho gets the mega entrance with the whole choir singing his music. I thought that was brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely outstanding. Um, and you have John Moxley having two eyes and picking up the victory here. So, also, we didn't, we didn't mention during Cody. Cody had a big men- entrance as well with uh, Downstate. That's right. With actual AEW fans saying, oh, who's downstate? These guys suck. Which is like that threw me for them to say that. But downstate's awesome. They've done uh, many WWE theme songs. Yeah. Ryder. Ryder, Ziggler. Yeah, Ziggler. Alex Riley, say it to my face. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wow. So, yeah, I thought that was an outstanding AEW revolution. Bravo to them. Oh, and then there are the people, this pay-per-view, I don't give this review out often, but this pay-per-view was a 10 out of 10. Who said that? Uh, was it a, somebody from the PW Insider or something? One of those, like, those websites like that, and I'm like, 10 out of 10? Like, has there ever been an actual, like, I don't give it out often, which means he's given it out before. 
has any wrestling event ever been a 10 out of 10? I know you could leave a wrestling event or like finish watching a wrestling event and be like super high feeling like the like oh my god this is the greatest thing I've ever seen but like when you go back and watch stuff it's not actually like you're living in the moment there. Yeah, true. So but like I mean to me one of the greatest pay-per-views of all time WrestleMania 17 I wouldn't say it's a 10 out of 10. I'm going to go back and watch that tonight. That's the one that was a, in Houston. I think it's a fantastic. Uh yeah. Undertaker versus Flair. <laughs> yeah, right? which I I tweeted about that this week too. Just randomly, because I still have no idea how Jack Specific released a Ric Flair with black hair. I don't have to talk to the Major Wrestling Figure Project podcast about that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to AEW. Dynamite kicks off with your new world champion, John Moxley, getting in the ring, saying, you know, cutting a very babyface promo, you could kind of say. I kind it, of, uh, yeah, he was super over here. I was super over. And and he, I liked him saying, well, actually, I don't know if I... He said that the title doesn't belong to him, it doesn't belong to Jericho, it belongs to the fans. Yes. And then he's like, and AEW brought pro wrestling back! Yeah, kind of a, a, just... a babyface, uh, you know, company guy promo. Yeah, in reality, though, it's a bit of a strong statement when the ratings don't reflect that. Um, well, we'll get to the ratings a little bit later on in the show, but John Moxley said, uh, you know, he challenges the whole inner circle. The inner circle comes out and says, you know, they're gonna, they're put, they're the hit squad now. I like that. I like when if, Jericho. Go I ahead. Say, I like when Jericho was saying how he didn't need a belt to be Le Champion. Yeah, I like that. Like that's like to me that's a that's a very like John Cena esque thing. Like how we could say the champ is here even though he's not a champion. Yeah, true. So if people, I think 100% still roll with being Le Champion. Oh, that's going to go. That's, I think that's great. And he also, he made reference to the lunatic fringe. So that he, was interesting. He did. Um, but Jericho said if John Moxley walks out of here tonight on his own two feet, he will take a 60-day leave of absence, which I'm assuming that's going to kind of go on for the next couple of weeks because, you know, Fozzie's going on tour. Yes, so he does have a tour coming up. They do, so there's going to buy tickets have... at uh, all your local places for tickets. We get paid for this, Brandon? <laughs> no, so let's go on to the first match of the night with boom, Col- boom. Cole Cabana and SCU picking up the victory over the Dark Order. Everybody got everything in, but it was Cole Cabana and the Chicago Skyline for the uh, one, two, three. I'm yeah. like torn with this. Do you like on like one hand, I think like Dark Order should have won this, but then on the other hand, I'm like, well, I guess maybe they're still kind of building to like the higher power, the exalted one. And once yeah. the exalted one gets there, then they'll go on that tear. But I, I don't know. I kind of felt like they should have. And they kind of hyped them up too for being like the number one. Now this is their first loss in they, AEW. Yeah, they hyped him up as if he was uh, there on. On the pay per view on on Saturday night, yeah. Taz was like, "Oh my God, the Exalted One is here tonight." Great. From my memory, he might not have said any of that, but <laughs> <laughs> but I I just felt like the Dark Order should have won this. I feel you on that, but still, you want to? They've been getting the upper hand over SCU for a couple weeks now. You want to give SCU the rub before you know they have this big turn and have in, the Exalted in the One come out or whatnot. It could have been Cabana to take the loss. Yeah, but you give Cabana the win, man. Mr. Lucha Cabana over there. He's been doing that for a while. Uh, yeah, still. Doesn't mean he's not a Lucha brother. He is a Lucha, bro. <laughs> I, wonder if Matt Cla- I wonder if Matt Classic will ever show up in uh, AEW. 
I would not mind that at all. I was a big fan of Matt Classic. He's still doing his thing on Lucha Vavoom, brother. Yeah. Up next, we saw Big Swole defeat Leva Bates. Librarian. Um, uh, sorry, the librarian. It's a good thing in my original... My original uh, thought was to say blue pants. Stop yeah. myself from that. But, yeah, squash match, piping up Big Swole. Yeah, if you took an extended blink, you missed the match. But out of all of this, it's been happening for weeks now. Why is Britt Baker feuding with Tony Schiavone? I don't know, but I think it's funny. She's she's like, it's not even as if she's feuding with the, the other women in the division. She's literally feuding with a commentator. And belittling him because he used to work at Starbucks. Yeah, who cares? Starbucks is great. I don't. That's your like cold brew all the way. That's for. I mean, they're good for if you want to if you want to get a free cup of ice water. But outside of that, I'm not I'm not a Starbucks guy. No, I'm, I am a huge Starbucks. I once guy. I went in there. I got a uh, five dollar gift card for Starbucks from uh, Comic Con once. Went in there, ordered an iced tea. They gave me the wrong one. Made another one. Gave me the right one, had me keep this the the same the other iced tea. So I had two iced teas, double fisting in Penn Station. Perfect. BLF. And I just it wasn't I don't know, it wasn't for me. It wasn't I'm not a Starbucks guy. I'd rather not, I wish I had a Dunkin' Donut <laughs> gift card. I would have gone there, got some munchkins. Which is a whole yes. other like they have a, a new thing with the munchkins. It's uh ten munchkins for two dollars. But for 50 munchkins, it's 11-something. And I'm like, I don't understand. If if I ordered five of these, it's $10. But if I order just for 50 bucks, it's this. He goes, yeah, you're right. People, people don't do the math before ordering what they order. I'm like, you're ripping people off, brother. Cody Rhodes made his way down to the ring next. <laughs> um, talking about his match against MJF. But as he's yeah. doing so... I want you to he tell gets me cut off. Me fair and square. Jake the Snake Roberts comes totally out. Totally unexpected. Huge pop. Interesting uh, hair, haircut. I that's as if he like got the call the night before saying like, "Hey, can you be on TV?" Well, I'm, my dad's not done setting. That's fine. You don't. But he still got it, it, man. Promos. So he's got a client that's coming in, and he's just he's looking for his P- Cody Rhodes piece of the pie. Called him Caesar. You know, there's all these people now like going down wormholes with this, like Beard, the Eyes of March, the Eyes of March yeah. is the fifteenth. The next AEW event's gonna be in the eighteenth in Rochester, and Roadblock lives there, so Roadblock's gonna be his client. Wait, who's Roadblock? Is that what they're gonna be calling Luke Harper? No, like Roadblock from ECW. Oh, I. I don't know Roadblock from ECW, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess you don't. It's from the Rochester area. <laughs> no, but, but I, I know what I, you're, I know what you're talking about, Luke from Harper. from the Rochester area. I know. I know that, too. Um, but I saw the one Roadblock, and I wanted to throw you for a, a loop there. In this promo, so confu- yeah, so in his promo, though, he mentioned the dark side is coming to AEW. And do you think he sh- I felt it was weird to say dark side when there's already a dark order. Yeah, they probably just gave him a microphone and said, here you go, Jake, do whatever you want. I'm kidding. Do you think you should be out here crying like a little B-word, Cody? Uh, we don't have to hear the whole promo from Branson's point of view. I just want we to be just... Jake the Snake and Roberts right now. All right, so then go on Eric's Discord <laughs> and no, go no, start no, being no. Jake the Snake. I could do that. You could. 
and it'll probably happen right after I'm done with this. Mm. Next up, you had oh, I think it might be Lance Hoyt too, or whatever his name is, Lance Archer. But why? Did, what, could it end up being both of them, or Lance do you think Archer. it's one or the other? Lance Archer and who else? Or Luke Harper. Yeah, maybe. Or is Luke Harper going to be the? Who, like, he said clients. Who, who, who? He didn't say clients though. So it's like it's more it's more possible that um, Luke Harper is the exalted one, perhaps. Mm, maybe I don't know. I think Matt Hardy is too on point to be like, oh yes, it's obvious. Matt Hardy is the exalted one. Yeah, it's really it's it's too obvious. Um, next up, though, great match. Pac picked up the victory over Chuck Taylor using the Brutalizer. Um, I thought this match was great. Um, again, you get to see Chuck Taylor outside of a tag team role, which is cool, and it shows you can go. Yeah. And I think JR was, like, impressed with it, too. He's like, wow. He's like, yeah. I never learned, normally don't even like Chuck Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, post-match, <laughs> though, big thing is Pac teases another confrontation, and then out comes Pentagon and Phoenix to help out beat up best friends. Pac says now they are now the Death Triangle. Triangulo de la Muerte. Thank you, Spanish translation, Brandon, as uh, you learned from Muzzy. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> new a new little trio going on here, yeah. which and I'm about. I think this is great. I feel like the Lucha Brothers have really kind of been floundering to find a position in AEW, and this gives them a great one. Pac, Hypes though, up all said, three guys. Pac said nobody's safe, so is that also too similar to the Dark Order? No. I don't think so. Isn't, like, nobody's supposed to be safe with the Dark Order, too? Being around? Like, they're... Like, no, they want big... you to join the Dark Order. Right, but, I mean, have we seen up until this episode, they've they've been a dominant tag team. Did well, I mean... That? They were losing before that, too, but once the Dark Order actually, like, became a huge thing. Yeah. Up next, I think, might be one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Jack Swagger picking up a victory over QT Marshall. Right before that, they aired a promo that they aired online earlier in the day. Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard asking the fans to send in emails for for, for Sean Spears' tag team partner. This is Brandon, just like the librarian spo- gimmick. We could do a... I'm, yeah, I was supposed to be trained by Rocky less. Johnson. Yeah, I was supposed to be cha- trained by Rocky Johnson. I'm so good at promos. You should pick me, Sean Spears. I'll give you 10 reasons. Heck it, I'll give you 11 reasons. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's it. Yeah, yeah let's, let's uh, actually let's, let's film it. Send it into them. Send the tape. It'll just be under the guise of a different... <laughs> series that's dead apparently yeah but yeah jake uh, hager picks up the victory over qt marshall yeah which is really all that essentially this is doing is just hyping up the elite versus the inner circle uh yeah. with the nightmare family you know war games blood and guts match that's going to be going on yeah this yeah it was a completely mo- it was mo- well not completely but mostly i would say it was a one-sided match and uh, after the match, Dustin attacks Jake Hager, LAX, whatever their names are being called in uh, whatever the inner circle, inner inner circle is being called. They jumped in. Cody Roundown makes a save. Ortiz hits Cody with the chair. They jump him. Brandy is out there during the match as a cheerleader for Dustin and QT. Matt yeah. Jackson comes into the ring, hits LAX with a super kick, squares up with Hager. Gets taken out. 
Adam Page drunkenly comes out, drinks some beer. Stone Cold. While, yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve. I can't even do that voice again. But uh, he took his time with that. And he eventually took out the inner circle and uh, flipped off Matt before leaving. Yeah. So but like some... you said, it's 100% the blood and guts match that's taking place in Newark, New Jersey. Yeah. Which they're going to be announcing more next week. I'm not. All right. It would be, I mean, it would be kind of cool to see a uh, War Games-style match live. I've never seen a War Games. Never seen a wrestling event with more than one ring, so. Wow. Look at that. Next up, you have a MJF promo talking how he has cemented his legacy and he's going to be the number one contender for the AEW title sooner than later. Then pulls off his jacket, has an eye-pinned Cody shirt, and (laughs) makes fun of uh, Cody's neck tattoo and walks off. Which, honestly, I think of... AEW Revolution, the, the the I think the most trending topics of that event were number one was Cody's tattoo and number two was Orange Cassidy working how he works against Pac. Oh, I know. But MJF actually, uh, I guess you could say, went viral over the weekend. Flipped off because, a seven-year-old kid. Yeah, during a meet and greet, and uh, the father tweeted Cody's and a, a, like a, a chain of tweets about how traumatized his kid was until they got up to like Darby Allen or whatever in the meet and greet line. And uh, Cody offered the guy free tickets, but is that like grow up kind of deal? Or <laughs> explain explain the kid the kizzle fizzle to your kid or what? No, man, keep that kid's fizz alive, brother. Yeah, but then the kid's going to be, like, scarred for life. Like, oh, somebody, like, flipped me off. I'm scared of wrestling now. You don't want to, like... And also, it's a TV-14 product, so... Yeah. And I love I love the TMZ's thing. We reached out to, to MJF for some words, and he goes, F the children or whatever. <laughs> F them kids. That's, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. I just, yeah, was just a... the just the, the blurb, we reached out to MJF from TMZ. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, and your main event of Dynamite, you had the inner circle of Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara pick up the victory uh, over John Moxley and Darby Allen. John Moxley doesn't even make his way to gets the ring Darby Allen's on his own takes a unreal Judas effect to the side of the head in midair and it like you could see it just knocks Darby Allen out on his feet I not even one, on his feet the one spot that I didn't I thought was kind of bizarre strange uh, indie-ish was uh, at one point Darby tagged himself in and the referee put it over as a real tag yeah, because he's the only person on his team. Come on. But so it's, like, a, it's a comedy spot in the middle of the match. Uh, I don't know. Just, you don't like and it. Also, also the, the inner circle being involved with the previous segment and then this segment as well. Why? Like, they just got chased off by, like, by the, the Rhodes family. So, I don't they know. They said they're a bunch of – they're a hit squad now. So if they get right, rushed off, rushed safe, off, they yeah. could, they, nobody's guess. safe. That's what they said. There you go. Yeah. Pam roasted. Uh, post-match, <laughs> though, Moxley. It. Wow, you'll take it. That's amazing. Uh, post-match, Jericho and the rest of the inner circle powerbomb John Moxley off the uh, ring through a table, off the uh, entrance ramp through a table, excuse me. So it doesn't look like the John Moxley-Chris Jericho feud will be dying off any time soon. 
great episode of a of Dynamite to piggyback off a successful revolution. Now let's go from Denver, Colorado, get on our plane. Hopefully it doesn't have coronavirus. Um, and we go all the way down to Orlando, Florida. Winter Park, For NXT. Florida. Winter Park, okay, excuse me. Yeah, start the show off. Winter Park. Yeah. Uh, Dakota Kai picks up a victory by escaping a steel cage over Tegan Knox, so you know this feud is not over. Solid. Again, I put these two over to the tilt. What was it, last week? After that, they had that unbelievable match in Portland. I just spectacular, good stuff. I just, I just hate how. I mean, we've heard it dozens of times. Nobody, you can't get into the cage. What do you mean you can't get into the cage? Like that, that the whole, the whole point of a steel cage match is like, oh, nobody is going to be able to get in and 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 distract the whole the match or whatever. But I mean. We saw it during this match. She didn't go into the cage, but she completely Raquel Gonzalez was all over this match. Yeah, but that's that's the point of her. She's supposed to be the heavy for Dakota Kai and help her win. Get I like Weasley uh, Tegan. Go on. Yes, go ahead. I was gonna say I like Tegan Noxon in that top rope choke slam. Yep, top rope choke slam, the cross body then, off the top I thought was spectacular. Yeah. And then so, even, the end of the the match was really like a, a breath of fresh air. What the whole I don't, I don't squishing her between the cage? That. Yeah, like she a great went spot. To Raquel Gonzalez. She held, She holds the the cage door shut first of all, and Dakota Kai goes to to do the kick to Tegan Knox, kicks the door instead by mistake into Raquel's face, and then she's later on goes to try to block Tegan Knox from uh, from from getting out of the door. She goes, blocks it. Knox goes to climb over the top. And and she kicks Dakota Kai down, and she goes and to she gets drag back up again. Yeah, she goes to drag Dakota Kai out, who gets her leg hit with the door. Yeah, which I thought was great. And then Gonzalez presses her against presses uh, Tegan Knox with the this door. This has to end. Cage. I thought that was great. This has to end to take over Tampa, though. But in what what format? A shark cage? Is that what's next? That's what seems to be next, right? I I feel like it. Maybe it's I don't know. There has to be something else to this because this uh, yeah, is not I over. Know. I don't know what could possibly be next unless it's like Raquel and Dakota versus Tegan and Candace. True. That could work also. Which um, then in, in itself, I don't think that would be like the end all be all. Yeah, true. Next up, a short little promo from Finn Balor talking about being attacked by Imperium. And he says he'll see them sooner than you think. So will we see Finn Balor be showing up on NXT UK maybe next week? I'm. I don't know. Like, when do they even tape that? To I think they do it in big blocks. Factor. Yeah. So I don't know when they like how how you could like we would already have known if Finn Balor was there. No. Yeah. True. You're right. Um, nice little video package of Rhea Ripley <laughs> going to the site of WrestleMania 36, talking about a match with Charlotte Flair. One giant ad for the XFL. Come on. Yeah, I know. Oh, the Tampa Bay Vipers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that and was funny. the. The next up, you had a women's ladder match qualifying match where the winner of this would be one of the first of six competitors to face off for the number one contendership of the NXT Women's Championship at NXT TakeOver Tampa Bay. Chelsea Green picking up the victory over Shotzi Blackheart. I'm pumped about this. Um, when they first announced this match, did you understand that it was going to be six people or did you think it was one-on-one? 
No, I thought it was going to be six. There's, okay. there's no way you I, cannot do a one-on-one ladder match, especially at an NXT TakeOver, especially WrestleMania weekend. You need as many competitors in there to make it, to really bring out that dynamic of the match. That's what I had. I thought it was going to be like a whole tournament where it eventually leads to just two women going at it for the chance to, to face the, the, the NXT champion. Yeah. And then, then then they showed off the bracket. I was like, wait a minute. Or not the bracket, but like to, to see that Chelsea's in the match. I was like, wait a minute. There's there's six women in this. Yeah. And she, it, was, it was a solid match on her part. I feel like. Yeah, the, I'm prettier. I, I'm pr- I, and I love the renaming of it, too. Um, and yeah. I want to see her win this win this match in NXT TakeOver Tampa. I think Nigel McGuinness had said, uh, by the way, Beth Phoenix was not uh, on commentary this week due to Monday Night Raw, which we'll speak about days from now. But uh, Nigel McGuinness at one point had said that, that, he, that he, he thinks that Chelsea Green and Shotzi Blackheart have similar styles. And I was like, I don't think that i was like i would say that there were two different styles that worked really well together in this one match i don't i don't think they i mean there was a couple of you didn't you like be, this match you didn't think i it liked was... i mean i liked the match i thought it was good i mean there was a couple of like timing things here and there that i noticed but that's just me being a particular mark and you know kind that's of just nitpicking. you being an aew fan just kidding yeah that's if it. you're an we're aew one, fan hey listen we want to get this week boys already nxt's yeah. no more just turn the lights off on full sail but no i Which mean they I are doing too. next week <laughs> yeah that's it move I, it to a small liked, arena i also i liked uh no this is bigger than full sail but less no, people it's... will be on the show i bet but well fan wise but i liked even chelsea's entrance she gets into the ring over the second rope and Robert Stone goes under the middle rope. I like that because it's like it, it asserts his dominance as a manager rather than like I'm also a wrestler. Yeah, true. Ordeal. And I don't wear socks. Uh, she wear yeah. socks. It's real. It's real uh, strange. Uh, up next, a killer cross promo. I can only say is a killer cross promo. Yeah, I'm assuming that's what it is too. There, there looks like there's a blonde woman in the in the video package now, so uh, maybe it's a Killer Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux video package. Could be. But uh, after this, you have Keith Lee come out talk about the uh, North American Championship. He is then interrupted by Cameron Grimes and sets up a match for next week. It's going to be Keith Lee versus Cameron Grimes. So yeah. I always love this big guy, small guy dynamic. So I'm pretty stoked to see about this. And it was nice to see uh, Cameron Grimes have mic time. Yeah, get the rub. I don't know. I feel like people are all over him. In in this, like, when he cut the promo, and he like he, he's like, or... yeah, they were booing him like, whoa. Oh, I thought you meant like the uh, IWC was all over him. No, I don't pay attention to the IWC. They all suck. <laughs> Uh, so, next, we saw the Undisputed Era defeat Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. UE hitting that leg sweep and fish hook combo uh, out of nowhere. Yeah, but good. I'm a, I'm such a fan of Oni and Danny Birch that I just I wish they've won the tag team championships already, and I hope they do in the future. Oni Lorcan I think has hands down one of the best uh, Twitters out there. Yeah, that's why. Like at some points, you would think maybe he runs the uh, Fox WWE on Fox account. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, yeah, God. and and, and it's it's really great. I mean, he returned a few weeks ago to two hundred five live or whatever, or maybe a few months already. But 
it's nice that like he was in limbo where it's like I'm not in the WWE anymore and everyone's like oh Oni Larkin is 100% not in WWE and then here he is still makes that big return and it's like hell yeah because yeah. he's such a good uh professional wrestler that that it's great that I'm able to see him weekly when he's yeah. on at least at least Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly after the match cut a promo on the loser weights, which then the broser weights come out and they set up a match for next week for the NXT tag team titles at full sale. And then Stallion Riddle and Stallion Pete. Yeah. And Stallion Regal. Anyway, Grizzled Young Veterans attack Riddle and Dunn after the match called calling this feud at era dweebs. Could so, so maybe next week we see the Grizzled Young Veterans Interrupt this match. It sets up a three-way, uh, three-way tag match at Tampa. I, I uh, that does seem likely, but I need Forgotten Sons. They were have like it seems like they were written out of this promo. Yeah, well, maybe they'll just show up next week. Yeah, I hope so because they were involved up until this point. So, who knows? But earlier in the night, they they were interviewing Austin Theory, and uh, he got cut off by Swerve Scott. And it sets up a match. Austin Theory picks up the victory over Isaiah Swerve Scott. Completely unexpected in my book. No, it was totally expected. I don't know. I was expecting Swerve to go over, but uh, but uh, both of them killed it. Yeah, no. Solid uh, Evolve-style match here. I liked, uh, at one point, Austin Theory did that arm snap to... Uh, oh, no, not... Uh, he had the, the arm snap done to him. Yeah. By, by Swerve Scott. It's like... It's a really good, like you could see him hit the hit his leg for the snap sound, but if you like went back and watched it in slow mo, kind of. I didn't watch it in slow mo. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, not all of us watch wrestling like Jomo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Speaking next of up, Jomo, Mora. Yeah, no, no, we'll talk about Joe. Joe got whatever. Johnny Johnny Gargano had a uh, taped interview Joga, at the Performance Joga, Center Joga, with Joga. Joga, yeah, okay, yeah, because it's J O G A. Um. Anyway, talking about why he did it, and just telling him he knows why. Yeah, it was an interesting uh, promo. It was very. I liked seeing a heel Johnny promo. Yeah, because I don't think I've ever seen that ever. And I liked how he kept getting into Morrow's face and sitting back down, and he's like, "You're a liar." And I I liked the whole the personal aspect to it. It was nice. So next up, it's going to be next week. Johnny Gargano is going to do things his way, the Johnny Gargano way at the Performance Center. So we'll see how uh, this goes. It'll probably set up a match for NXT TakeOver Tampa. Well, I would still assume, yeah, the writing's on the wall with Johnny and Champa. Yeah, for sure. And next up, you had a steel cage match with Roderick Strong picking up the victory over Velveteen Dream. Um I liked Velveteen's Dream's entrance in this because what he got on top of the cage, like you saw like this kind of like, do you remember when Edge faced um, Undertaker in that Hell in a Cell match and he came out and he just looked like he was like on drugs where his like eyes were so big and elated and he's just like looking around at like the wonder that was the not, Hell in a Cell. I don't know if you, no, you don't remember. Quite with the, the That's what kind of Velveteen, because he's just looking and he's like, I'm in a steel cage. Like, this is crazy. You saw him kind of like, I don't want to say marking out a little bit about it, but you saw him like kind of getting stoked about it. And I thought it was also interesting, though, with Roderick Strong came in wearing, he's just wearing black jeans, not wearing 
wrestling gear. And he gets he was into the fight, ring. man. Yeah, and they get into the ring. They brawled right away. It's it wasn't like the 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 first match. Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox, although they should be like ready to brawl, they were like they took their time. They 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 were across the ring from each other. They were like, we know we're in this. Strong and Dream just went right after each other. They didn't even wait for a bell to ring, I, I believe. Yeah, but Roger Strong does pick up the victory as Adam Cole does make a appearance inside the ring. But the bigger story is like going right from one angle right to another one because right afterwards you still have Adam Cole in the ring. Velveteen Dream beats the heck out of him and holds up the NXT Championship. So it's like, I think I said it a couple weeks ago, Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole at NXT TakeOver Tampa. Yeah. The, like prophe- this, the this prophecy's whole, over. This whole match itself, I thought, was like right off the bat, uh, Roderick Strong tossed Velveteen Dream into the cage and Dream caught the cage and climbed it with like ease. And I was like, I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that before. Spider-like reflexes. I thought that was really cool. And then Marina Shafir came out, brought the, the kendo stick out for Roderick Strong, which went to eventually backfire. Roddy hitting that angle slam from the top rope I thought was great from the top of the cage with Dream. And then um, when Undisputed Era went to get involved, he he used Roderick Strong to 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 keep them out. Yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah, it was a solid match. Next week we got or NXT no, no, no. I, 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 it wasn't Roderick Strong. Roderick was already out. He used Adam Cole to 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 keep Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly from getting in. Yeah. So it was next a fantastic up, ending. Next week we got live from the Performance Center. Uh, so you're gonna have. Um, yeah, with the Broserweights. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, that's it. Broserweights, we got Keith Lee versus Cameron Grimes, um, and that is it. Imagine, like, buying a ticket and you're there. What do you mean? Like, you're, you're, like you think, or I'm sure they didn't give the, put the tickets on sale at full sale, but, like, you buy a ticket and you're watching wrestling at the Performance Center. I think that's, yeah. that's a unique. It's pretty cool. Very interesting. Um, Only one other time, like we discussed last week, that was... Uh, Halftime Heat. That's right. That was pretty cool, too. My stars. Anyway, um, AEW won again the ratings. We just we did it, boys. NXT's, <laughs> you know, that's it. Great. By 200,000. I'm sorry, what? By 200,000. Oh, I thought you said just – I just thought you said the number 200,000. But it's still like that's not for a post-pay-per-view event that's not nine hundred thousand. i don't think it's still great numbers listen to, we want we want boys listen we want brandon stop trying yeah, to you know yeah. you being an nxt mark but honestly i still think that the like regardless which is one pro wrestling tees.com I, I think i still think nxt puts on the better product where it's like i'm watching a weekly episodic television program as opposed to AEW, where every week to me almost feels like a brand new indie show okay like yes there are storylines but it still feels like overall i'm going to an independent wrestling show to watch it yeah okay all right. Hey, listen, but you know, here's the thing with me, like NXT, I'm kind of getting drained out of because it's the same at Full Sail University. It's the same thing every single week. You see the crowds on AEW, they're going nuts. Yeah, because they're only having a good time of them there. What? <laughs> I said, yeah, because there's only 13 of them there. 
Where at AEW? Yeah, it was a joke based off of. Yeah, like, no, but they're, they they're, they pan. I thought it was so bad they panned over at one point on the the buy-in to a whole section that was empty, and I'm like, why would you? Why would you do that? Why would you um, not want to show that your pay per view is like sold out or whatever? I don't, hey, listen, they they have whole one whole side of NXT uh, NXT rubbed off where there's nobody there. You don't see hard panovers of of them. But I digress. I'm not going to get into an argument about this. Both products were awesome this week. And Wednesday's I also think, rule. I think people should stop caring about the ratings. It doesn't matter like who wins. Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. It's not a win or boys. lose. You guys aren't even drawing Raw and SmackDown ratings, which is yeah, okay. terrible. Mark that off the mark board. Terrible. Not, not, mark- I shouldn't say terrible, but yeah, no, on. you shouldn't say terrible. But well, anyway, no, SmackDown has been very much so like, eh, no. Listen, I, I want to save it for marking out, but I'm not going to because I won't be on it this week. But WWE lost me on Thursday with Super Suckdown. Like, and then, like, like making Goldberg become the champion, defeating the Fiend, this giant monster thing. You probably guys talked about it last week. And then, like, the build for two high-profile matches at WrestleMania. One of them. Brother. What? I was going to say, brother, Nash is about to be the WWE champion on SmackDown, the Universal champion. I hope he brings out the stun gun. But anyway, oh, hey, the Fiends pointing to the WrestleMania sign and John Cena pointing his head and Goldberg. Who's next? I'm next. And that's how you set up two, two ginormous WrestleMania matches. No hype. I don't get it. I'm just some BS fan that has a podcast that you should listen to, review, and subscribe. Um, that's it. Now I'm getting frustrated with wrestling again. Man. Brandon, thanks. But it's not... It's not 2015 levels of frustration. I don't see a lot of people complained about Super Showdown. Overall, I didn't think it was a bad show. Ricochet losing just, in five seconds. How else? There's there's no other way you could get out of that match. Like there's no way you could expect me to believe Kofi Kingston built up to the T gets gets a, a match against Brock Lesnar loses after an F5. That Ricochet is going to come in after a promo. Daniel Why Bryan not got me? more offense against him. Why Finn not Balor me? got more offense against him. Finn Balor has demon blood, and Daniel Bryan is an American dragon. Ricochet AJ Styles. What, a Puma? I don't think so. AJ Styles. AJ Styles is a lot bigger. You're just then. You're just saving for the no. Sake there's of there's no there's no way around getting. Like yes, he could have gotten a few kicks in, but. There, like it was a scoop them up one two three gimmick. There was no other way to get get that match out there. I think, nah, and I, I thought know. it was just a piss poor performance, uh, video hype package wise, with Ricochet saying, "Why not me?" That's exactly why not you. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But I, I'm, I'm surprised it wasn't it, something off AEW, Brandon. I'm assuming it doesn't come from Ricochet. It comes down to whoever's writing the product. Yeah, smacked and smacked. I think Raw has been Raw flipped. Raw used to be insufferable. Listen, you could you could you could save this for marking out this week because let's close out the show. The Wednesday Night Wars are over. We did it, boys. NXT is no more. We'll talk about it again next week. Also, but un- it would be really nice if uh, somewhere like down the line that it's like instead of a Wednesday Night Wars. They work together. I know that will never, ever happen. But it would be nice to see companies, like, actually working together. 
and I don't think you have to like own one company. Like you don't like WWE doesn't have to own AEW in order to have them work with them. You see it on 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 programming like WWE does stuff with TNA now, and it's like oh that's that's cool. And it's like it just bring it back down to like uh, the days of the NWA. Let's send our champion out to this promotion for today. You could talk about this on Market Out. Until <laughs> next time, Facebook.com slash Market Out, Twitter.com slash Market Out, YouTube and Instagram.com slash Market Out. Follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog, Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161, Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO, uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Market Out. Uh, you're going to have to pay more than $2 for a shirt. Um, until next time, we wish you the. Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week.